1: Hey, welcome back to Live, Mike. Grateful to you for hanging out with me today. Uh, A lot of stuff to cover on the program. We have covered a lot of ground thus far, and we have a ways to go. And there are a number of developing stories, which we are keeping an eye on right now. There is, of course, uh, the story... Uh, of the Midvale apartment standoff of uh, this afternoon, uh, KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson is there, and as the day continues, we'll certainly get updates from him in the newscasts. Uh, in addition to that, uh, Lori Daybell, uh, there is a hearing going on right now, and as that develops, you will of course get all the updates here on KSL News Radio into the afternoon. Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news will certainly certainly uh, cover all of that, and. We're going to keep you uh, up to date uh, 100% here on these airwaves. I want to uh, also let you know later on in the program, we're going to be having a fascinating conversation. I finished reading a, a book recently, and it was about World War II, and it was about Winston Churchill, and it was about the the, the bombardment on the part of the uh, Germans of uh, London and the areas surrounding uh, that city, and much of the book relied on, on records kept by people called mass observation diarists. These are individuals who are recruited to uh, be uh, right there in the thick of it, with their eyes and their ears open, recording their observations, seeing what life was like for those living under these extreme and stressful circumstances. Well, a a similar concept is being applied to uh, the lives uh, you and I are living right now, uh, specifically here in the state of Utah. There is a project being headed up by the uh, Marriott Library at the University of Utah, and we later in the program will speak to the man behind that project. Uh, It is his desire uh, that an archive be Uh, be set up so that uh, for future generations, we will be able uh, to look back on the lessons we learned and the lives that we've lived as you and I stood shoulder to shoulder uh, fighting this coronavirus. I mentioned that we uh, will be covering continually this SWAT team standoff uh, with an armed individual at uh, a Midvale apartment, and as a matter of fact, we have uh, updates right now. KSL uh, News Radio's Kira Hoffemeyer joins me now. Kira, w- w- what are you learning?
0: So, Lee, we've learned that two adults—one man and one woman—have been confirmed dead inside the apartment. Both are deceased from gunshot wounds, according to police there. They sent a robot into that apartment to find that there were no there was no movement happening in there, so they did a couple flashbangs and still nothing happened, so a SWAT team entered to find these two individuals. At this point, we don't know the relationship between the two. We do know it started as what police believe is a domestic violence called this morning, Lee.
1: Uh, Kira, thank you so much. Uh, a lot of questions there still to be asked. I know that KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson is he- on scene, and as the day continues, uh, we will do our utmost to get the answers to all these unanswered questions. What was the relationship between these two individuals? Who was responsible uh, for these two people uh, ending up dead today? Uh, Are officers okay? Is everyone uh, otherwise all right? And when can that community expect to return to some semblance of normalcy after quite the disruption here today? That's all upcoming certainly on these airwaves today here on KSL. News Radio. I want to turn my attention right now while I have you here for the next few minutes to a case that has been shaping up uh, dealing with the race for governor. Uh, You remember. kind of late in the race, there was an individual named Jan Garbett. She appeared here on my radio program and announced that she uh, was going to be running for governor and that she would be attempting to get her name on the primary ballot by collecting signatures. And that interestingly, in fact, this is the—and I've asked folks to fact-check this for me. If you have any insight into this, let me know. Uh, The the only candidate in this election cycle, to my knowledge, uh, who decided to pursue the signature pathway to the primary ballot— while foregoing the convention pathway. Uh, Anyway, if you're aware of any other candidates who uh, attempted that, let me know. Well, then coronavirus struck, and Jan Garbett uh, appeared again on my radio program. uh, And recently, uh, on episode 90 of Live Mike, uh, Jan Garbett discussed with me uh, why she had decided to uh, halt her efforts to collect the signatures. Well, uh, I apologize. I'm having a technical little... Uh, trouble here on my end uh, but uh, uh, yeah please Amy if you could go ahead and play that for me that's a uh, cut one from April
0: 21st filed my intent in plenty of time so you know obviously I wasn't doing it at the same time everybody else was gathering signatures they'd had a month head start or longer on me but I did file it within plenty of time and I began gathering signatures by the time I stopped Gathering, I was getting close to 2,000 signatures a day, and people were excited. My husband, my son, multiple family members, myself, were going out, and people were enthusiastic about having a choice, yeah. and especially when they found out that not everybody was fully in alignment with Donald Trump. They were excited that Utah could have that choice. So... I don't know if you're aware, Lee, but I'm sure you are, that I asked Dr. Joseph Jarvis to be my running mate.
1: So, again, that's uh, Jan Garbett. She ran for governor and decided that she would halt uh, her effort to gather signatures. And then she filed a lawsuit uh, with Judge Shelby, a federal lawsuit, and it was determined by the judge that the threshold uh, could be lowered for her and that she could then submit her signatures, the ones that she had uh, gathered, and that the Office of Elections here at the state should be required to evaluate them uh, with a new threshold in mind. Well, it was announced by the Office of Elections that it was mathematically impossible uh, for Garbett to qualify for the GOP ballot, uh, for the primary ballot. And, well, she's gone back to court. She'd like to lower the threshold even more. Or, if the judge uh, should so grant, just place her straight on the ballot. And you know who else has gotten into that same argument? Uh, Jeff Burningham. He has filed a lawsuit himself. Uh, He would like to find himself on the ballot uh, and he would like to do so in similar fashion, either by having the threshold lowered significantly or by the judge just placing him on the ballot, regardless of the collection of signatures. I want to read to you one reaction from one of the candidates who, like Jan Garbett and like Jeff Birmingham, failed to qualify uh, for the ballot. This comes from Amy Winder-Newton. Just yesterday, she wrote a note and she uh, on Facebook. I encountered this earlier this morning, and she talks about an exchange she had uh, with her children. I'm going to read it to you in its entirety, and then we're going to go to break. These uh, words coming from Amy Winder-Newton. Today... My kids saw the news about gubernatorial candidates who were filing lawsuits to get on the ballot. They begged me to do the same. I am not pursuing legal action. I've made my decision based on principle and belief that the process was fair and the people have spoken. It will be good for my kiddos to watch this and learn some great life lessons. First, that life isn't always fair. Second, that we don't take things that we didn't earn. And third, winning isn't everything, and we can still be happy and positive in the midst of a loss. That's a graceful loser. She failed to qualify to get a place on the primary ballot, and she is accepting that loss with grace. And I feel that those who are filing lawsuits asking that the system be uh, ignored on their part because they weren't able to do what a few other folks were able to do, and they weren't able to gain the support that others were able to gain, But that is not uh, an effort which is built on grace. Uh, I'm grateful to Amy Winder-Newton for setting the example. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be speaking with Kerry Gibson. He's running for Congress in Utah's first congressional district. He'll be my guest next. See how the race is going for him. This is uh, part one of a series uh, where we take a look at all the candidates running to represent you as a member of Congress in Washington, D.C. That's ahead next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.